Welcome to Diamonds, Dugouts, and Days, the podcast. Brought to you, as always, by Under the Light Sports and Entertainment. We are Lethbridge's only baseball podcast featuring stories from on the field and in the dugout. I am your host, Tony Days. Thanks for hanging out with us again today. Uh, Third episode already. Man, oh man, where does the time go? (laughs) It's 2020. It goes forever. But we'll get through to the end. Now, time to introduce our guest, Bulls alumnus number four, Caleb Warden. Caleb, WCBL's most valuable player in the 2019 season and our Bulls fan favorite. Quite often our DH with a batting average of 369, which was consistent through both the 2018 and 2019 seasons. You can also find him playing the infield most often at first. Caleb has just finished up his studies in Arkansas, I believe, University of Arkansas. So we unfortunately will not see him back at Spitz Stadium next year. But thankfully, we get to hear from him now. Dude, you're not coming back? Wow, that is too bad. So let's first of all set the scene here in Lethbridge. We're under about 18 and a half feet of snow, give or take a couple of feet. It's cold. It's windy. It's not a lie. It seems like it's 18 and a half feet. Let's put it that way. You are where, and it's probably much warmer. I'm in St. Louis, and it's, I think it's in the 40s today. I haven't been outside the apartment a whole lot today. Fahrenheit, right? Yeah, Fahrenheit, yeah. So you're above zero? I'm above zero. Yeah, it's nice. Sun's out, actually, too. Sun's out, actually, too. Miss you, Caleb. All right, so talk a little bit about what you've been doing lately. Um, obviously, wow, what what a what a summer we've lived through with this whole COVID-19 thing. Um, what has Caleb Warden been doing um, while the rest of us have been hunkering down and self-isolating and all that kind of stuff? Um over after graduation on uh, December, I moved back to Texas uh, for about three or four months. Um, made a couple trips back to Missouri uh, to see some friends and family. Um, and I just had the feeling and the urge to, it was about time to move back. Um, been in Texas since 2013. The only people that I had around were my, um, my dad, my stepmom, my two stepbrothers. So it was kind of kind of felt like we were out there in like no man's land kind of um so i felt in may i came up for my best friend one of my best friends graduation parties and then another one of the guys that i went to school with wedding um like the next week and i was just like yeah it's it's time to come home so um in june me and my girlfriend decided to move up to st louis so we've been in our apartment since july 3rd actually so Missouri's home for you then, um, and obviously, you know, I mean, Arkansas, Texas, you've been in a lot of warm places. You come up to Lethbridge to play your summer ball, and it's not necessarily the nicest weather early in the season. Uh, you know, it, it can be cold, it can be windy, it can be rainy, especially like last year. It was, we had a lot of miserable nights. Yeah, how how do you find playing in that stuff, especially when you're not, I mean, we grew up here, right? So for us, not a big deal. We'll play through just about anything. But how did you find it coming up? So, I mean, it was fine, honestly. That's like a lot of um, early, it's like a lot of early spring for us too. So right after, right right around March is whenever our temperatures down here start getting like that too. 
um, when I was in Texas playing my first two years, um, you know, that rain and wind was like all the time. Um, when I got to Arkansas, it was a little less windy, but it was still just as cold. And then we had times where there would be snow. Uh, but when I was in Texas, there was no snow. So, Man, oh man, I'll tell you what, eh? Um, so how long were you, like how many years altogether were you, were you in Lethbridge with the Bulls? Uh, I was with the Bulls for two years. Two years, eh? Man, why does it seem way longer than two years? It, on, and, it, and I mean this, in, like it's a great thing, but it seems like you were a part of our family for a lot longer than two years, man. Does it seem that quick to you? It feels longer than it was too. Yeah, I really, really got accepted by everybody in the town and by with both teams that I played on. Everybody was, we clicked for sure. And it just felt like home. Literally, it felt like the home away from home, away from home. Yeah. <laughs> well, when you have that many homes, eventually, like, you know, for you, you're never going to be homeless, which is a good thing, right? Um, when you talk about the 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 team and, and feeling a part of, right, home, away from home, um, and I've said this to just about everybody. It is such a uh, such a camaraderie in the dugout. Like when you when you when you watch, you know, during a game, before a game, after a game, every time it just seems like. And I don't. I'm not saying everybody on the team got along, but it was just a lot of joking and laughing, and and it was informal, but yet you guys still knew that you had a job to do. Like it's it's kind of a weird, you know. Uh, set up for basically asking you just how everybody got along so well we really last summer we really only had one altercation (laughs) um in the dugout and then after that that was like the second or third week it was after the rough start we were like we were like two and ten or something like that we started off really really slow um you know and at that time everybody's new nobody really knows how to how everybody interacts with each other you get guys pointing fingers Um, which is, you know, after that, that's kind of what set us in like the right direction. It was just like, guys, like this is summer baseball. Like let's enjoy this. This is not like school. Like you don't have the pressure of like your school pressure. (laughs) Yeah, well, exactly. No. And sometimes that's what you need, right? Especially like you said, when you're off to a two and 10 start, something's got to give and you can either keep going with it or, uh, you know, yeah, sometimes it just takes a coach or a player or whatever to, and, and maybe two or three guys to kind of start, you know, getting a little pissed. It definitely happened. <laughs> and then you ended the season strong. Yeah. Finished the season really good. Absolutely. Yeah. And then COVID hit. Ah! I'll tell you what. Um, your favorite memory of your time here in Lethbridge. What? Uh... I was actually thinking about this today. I've got like six. <laughs> okay. we got time. Go ahead. All right, so we'll start from the first summer. Um, so I went to the same school as another kid that played at Regina, but the year before I went to Monticello, which is the University of Arkansas Monticello. Um, so we had mutual friends. Um, I knew him when we played. I knew of him before we started playing. I had like some of my best friends were friends with him. So uh, it was a couple days after the season and the awards were announced and he texted me he's like hey dude congratulations on rookie of the year and i was like wait what i was like where did you see this at he's like dude on twitter they like the the league released all the awards like you got rookie of the year and i went and looked and then i immediately i immediately texted sim i was like dude we just won we both won rookie of the year this year um 
and I was like, that was that was really cool because I, you know, I took a year and a half off. Um, Lethbridge, or when I came to the Bulls my first summer, that was the first uh, time I'd played baseball in like a year and a half. So I didn't know what to expect out of myself. Wow. Um, a lot of stuff happened. It was a good time. Yeah. <laughs> From what you remember, of course. Yeah. 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 But I, I just went up there with like, you know, this is going to be a good chance to get back into baseball and see what like, you know, over the last like year and a half, like, really figured out what I wanted to do, like got in the right direction. And then uh, a couple of days before I left, I actually met with Kevin and he was like, Hey, congratulations on winning uh, rookie of the year this year. And I was like, thanks man. Like didn't think I was going to do it. Honestly, I didn't think, I didn't think I played that well. I could have played a lot better. Um, and he was like, you know, next year when you get back, he's like, now you got to go for the, the MVP. And I was like, Oh, that's going to be the goal for sure. <laughs> so going into last year, it was, that was like the mindset. Honestly, I was just wanted to be the best version of myself on the baseball field. I could be in the best teammate, um, which the guys put up with a lot of me <laughs> throughout the season. Um, so that was from year one, uh, year two last year, um, Canada day was like crazy. It was so fun playing the double header. Um, that was a big memory. That's a, that's a very fond memory. The game or in Brooks where I hit the three home runs was really cool. I've never done that before. Um, and two of them were grand slams. So that was, that was pretty cool. Um, the, <laughs> the, uh, what was it? The, uh, all-star break. So Ashton can attest to this one too, if you ever talk to him again about it. Um, so Mel drove us up there after we got done playing Weyburn on like a four game set, right? <laughs> okay. Any story that starts with Mel drove us up there is bound to end like this. Oh, dude. Yeah. So we, we took, it was me, Ben, Ashton, and Jaden with one Weyburn guy. And we were making jokes the whole way. We're like, oh, we're just going to like leave him in a ditch somewhere. Like, ah. Sorry, it's wavering, no big deal. Um, but he was really cool uh, the whole way up. Uh, but that night, I was sitting shotgun with Mel. And it was my job to keep him awake. <laughs> so, you know, we played. We're driving to Edmonton. It's like a five-hour drive, you know, halfway through. Uh, we were all kind of just, like, zoned out. We, uh, I started watching some Netflix or something. Ashton in the back, the guys in the back were listening to music, taking, like, a sleep. I get woken up to, it was like, we were like outside Red Deer, just the car, like. <laughs> so from that point on, I was awake the whole rest of the way. I was like, oh my God, this dude's going to kill us. I'm picturing planes, trains, and automobiles in my head right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, so we get up there, uh, all-star break. That was so cool. Um, that was really cool to be part of that. I wish the home run derby would have allowed us to go the full, um, the full format, but I'll take my one, my one round victory. <laughs> um, then the all-star game was cool. It was really cool to see everybody. Um, the, the guys on the, the West, all the coaches that were there were like joking, cracking jokes. Cause my first at bat, um, I singled up the middle and they were like, man, it's good to have that with us and not against us. And I was like, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so 
get done with the game. We won, signed autographs for all the kids that were running through. That was super awesome. It was a super awesome experience. Um, and then on the drive back, we, uh, us four went out after the game, uh, grabbed a few drinks, got some food to eat. Um, Mel wanted to leave at like 7 a.m. the next morning. We got them to bed at like midnight. So we're still kind of hungover coming out of Edmonton and he's just like racing all the way down <laughs> through Edmonton. And I'm like, dude, you got to chill out or we're all going to throw up. <laughs> luckily, luckily we made it out of Edmonton alive. And then we got to take a, take like a two hour nap before we stopped outside of Okotoks. Um, yeah. And then the home run against Manhattan playoffs. That was super, super satisfying um i'll say i say to this day that was the first hit i had off the 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 kid that was pitching a junior pimentel yeah. apparently it was nelson cruz's cousin so i was like oh, that's pretty cool Even first super. hit in two years off the kid yeah. and it's a home run and playoffs like would have never thought that <laughs> um and then obviously winning winning the mvp was the was the the, the cap of all the best memories of the year but I didn't find that until like December. Well, I know, but that's the thing. Like when you when you think of of everything that's happened and the in the roller coaster that it was, it's hard to believe it was all jammed into two years. You know, like it's just, it's absolutely crazy. Um, it felt but, like it was so long, but at the same time, it felt like it flew by. Yeah, true enough. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, now, you said you took about a year and a half off, and and. I mean, you know, it's it's what a lot of people do. Uh, but when you were growing up in in uh, Missouri, is is baseball kind of, you know, did you play it from a young age? Did you, is that something you knew you were going to pursue? I'm just wondering if there's something you knew you were going to pursue. Yes, it was. Um, I played all the other or so. In Missouri, uh, there's a lot more three-sport athletes. When I moved to Texas, they, the coaches down there push for one sport. It's just because um, the seasons are longer, and you're mm -hmm. able to get into those one sports and focus on those one sports a lot more. Um, when I was in Missouri, I played football because I liked playing football in high school. It was really fun. All my friends played it. Um, I played basketball mainly to stay in shape for baseball. And then I played baseball because baseball was baseball and I've loved it since I was, you know, six years old. So, um, once I figured out, once I like knew I can make something out of baseball, it was like everything else is just there, but baseball is going to be there like for a while. Absolutely. Cool. Uh, now you talked about going to school in Arkansas. What did you take at the university of Arkansas? I, um, I graduated with my degree in exercise science, which is a um, education sub course. Um, basically I'm a personal trainer. So I went to school to train people and that's what I actually do now. Um, so I was lucky to, luckily, lucky to find a job like a couple of weeks after moving up here. Well, now it's really too bad that you're not coming down because I could probably use a personal trainer. I'm not sure if you could see this keg I got going on here, but a personal trainer would be nice. Hey, give me your email. I'll write you up an eight-week course. Absolutely, dude. You got it. Absolutely. You just better be getting paid for it. <laughs> I will pay you in something. I'm not sure what it is. Um, we heard through the grapevine, you might be looking to play a little ball down under. Is this, uh, is this, no? 
Uh, it kind of fell through um, right after I got back uh, from Lethbridge last year, right as I was getting back into my last semester. Like I was like in contact with the guys down there. Um, Grant hooked me up with that. Um, but about halfway through the semester, it kind of fell through and I was just like, okay, um, something will, something will happen and open up, um, the way it should and the way it's supposed to. So it kind of keep an open mind about that. So, I mean, let's look over, it's hard with the crystal ball, especially right in the times that we're in right now, but with your degree, with your, um, you know, I mean, obviously you're on top of your baseball career right now. Uh, what is the next, you know, five years looking like? Are you are you going to pursue baseball as long as you can? And can you do that while still doing your personal training? Or uh, I've came to the acceptance of me playing is going to be is done is done with Lethbridge. Um, and, you know, I'm fine with that because I went out at the highest I could have went out. Um, I would love to get into coaching at some point. Uh, I actually just talked to my junior college coach uh, over the weekend, and he's actually getting a job up here at one of the junior colleges in the area. So we were talking. Um, he doesn't. He's not going to be on campus till next year. Um, but something could happen to that, and I could be back on the baseball field before I know it. Honestly, so I think that'd be really cool. It is kind of crazy. And I mean, I, you know, whatever happens, I, I totally get it. It's, it just seems so crazy when you think about, you know, one year rookie of the year, the next year MVP, and then that's kind of it, right? Like, you know, I mean, yeah, you absolutely, you can play baseball for as long as you want. When that ends, you can play, you know, I know a lot of people shouldn't be playing slow pitch, but they still are because you can do that for a long, long time. When I get to a point where I can fit that into my schedule um, and I'm a little where it will, and when we are a little bit more, you know, set in place of like what we're going to be doing for the next, you know, 10 to 15 years, yeah, I will look at that for sure. Because let me tell you, I would like nothing more than hitting those, those big fat yellow balls. <laughs> yeah. And I'll be the one chasing it to the fence every single time and watching it fly over. So, um, so obviously a fan favorite, right? You were, um, you were one of the ones that, that people in Lethbridge really connected with, really enjoyed, really appreciated, really cheered for. Um, we, it, it always seems like we know the players that we like, right? And, and we liked a lot of players over the last few years. But tell Lethbridge or tell the people something that nobody knows about Caleb Warden. Nobody knows. Not even your girlfriend. <laughs> That's tough. Yeah, I know it is. <laughs> I don't have anything. No, it's a very, I'm very communicative. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, the city of Lethbridge doesn't know that I have a dog. Um, he's actually chewing a bone right here, so I'm really not going to um, get into that because I don't want to get into a fight with him. He's doing really good. All right. You had him in the picture before. His name's Blue. Um, heck of a uh, nice-looking dog. A gray, that blue, like that blue-silver um, gray color he's a pit bull and right. we rescued him from nice. one of the shelters down in st louis uh, he's about two but over the last like week and a half um he's been way too playful to be two <laughs> so we're thinking he's like 15 to 18 months somewhere in there cool and what does your girlfriend do what's uh what is what is her what is her claim to fame besides being your girlfriend is kind of a big deal 
Um, she, her name's Cameron. Um, she is a marketing coordinator at one of the financial groups here in St. Louis. Um, she was lucky to get that job and I am really happy for her with that cool. too, because, um, it puts her in an office and it puts her on stability and like a salary. So it's good for her. It's good for us. Did she ever visit you in Lethbridge? Uh, she did not come up. Okay. No, she, um, we actually didn't get back in contact until January. So. Okay. Cool. All right. So we want to finish off this interview with a, would you rather kind of a question? Okay. Yes. You're going to have to think about this. For a long time. So, Caleb Warden, if you had to choose, would you rather consume for the rest of your life only pizza or only tacos? I would have to say tacos. And I say that because pizza is heavy. And I am not nearly as active as I used to be. So, me eating pizza every day for the rest of my life, your boy's going to get pretty big. Uh, tacos... <laughs> I can kind of, you know, corn flour and yeah, yeah. have your, all your tortillas, all your different types of tortillas and can be a lot more healthy. Oh man, dude, where was that advice for me 30 years ago? I really needed that. Um, well, if you want to learn more about Caleb Warden, go check out his profile on Point Streak. Follow him on Twitter at KWarden4. Caleb, man, like it has been, um, you know, the last 10 minutes has been so great talking to you again. Been good talking to you too. And the last two years, like honest to God, and I know I speak for everybody who's ever watched a Bulls game. It has been an absolute pleasure, not only watching you play the game, um, but also just watching you on the diamond. Um, you're a, you know, you're, you're, I think you're everything, which is, it's one of those things where I think professional baseball is going to lose a great ambassador. Um, if you don't take this as far as you can, but I know you're going to be great at whatever you decide to do. So thank you for everything that you've given to the Bulls and given to the city of Lethbridge and uh, all the best. And we're going to keep checking in with you if that's all right with you. Absolutely. Awesome. Fantastic. Take it easy, Caleb. Hey, I think I'm the only back-to-back uh, -back year of uh, MVP. Am I? Am I? Uh, I believe so, but I'm going to, I'm going to have to go to the, uh, to the stats person on that. So can I get back to you? Cause I don't remember what I had for lunch today, let alone who won MVP two years in a row. So we'll get back to you on that. Okay. Caleb Warden, all the best, man. Thank you. Okay. Take care my friend. Bye guys. All right. This week in player development, we're talking about youth camps, pitchers, members to inquire about these positions. No, hold it. Where am I? I've lost my script here. Caleb. Where am I? What am I talking about? Uh, player development. Player development. Okay, you know what? I am just going to... Thanks, man. You should do this podcast for me, Caleb, because you are way more organized than I am. I am just going to introduce PBA's Rhett Pfizer. Take it away, Rhett, and I hope you know what you're talking about because I don't. Yeah, so uh, this year I'm in charge of the elite pitching camps, which I'm really excited about because that's kind of my project, my baby, if you will. Uh, basically, I'm taking all the athletes from around the Lethbridge area that signed up for this, and I'm taking them through personalized pitching programs, and I'm giving them the same kind of treatment and exercises that my college guys would get, but the ones that they can physiologically handle. So I'm not going to put a 13-year-old kid under the squat bar, because that'd be just dangerous and stupid. But I have, it's all going to be personalized, and we're going to work on their development individually, that kind of way. So I'm really excited about that one. 
Uh, and then we have just the winter camps going as well. And I'm helping organize that. And I think we got a really good coaching staff and a good smart group of players that are going to help us out with there. So it's going to be a good winter development wise for the players around here. This year, actually, we have a lot of talented guys. I'm pretty excited to see what they can do. I don't want to single anybody out because I don't, don't want their heads getting too big. But we got a lot of talent in that room. And I think that with the extra three more months of development here before the season starts, we got a lot of guys that are showing a ton of promise too. So it's going to be a fun pitching staff to watch this year uh, from the top end all the way down to the bullpen guys. I think it's going to be a real good year that way. I'm excited to see what we have. Myself personally, I'm a data nerd and uh, be it on the mound or in the weight room, I've always been, that's the one thing I've been smart at in my whole life was player development and saw like uh, physical science and that kind of stuff is one thing I ever understood. Like don't ask me to do your social studies homework, but I can help with physical sciences. Anyways, so we got a couple of new school guys. We got a couple of old school guys. And I think we honestly probably have one of the best development staffs in the country, if not the best. Like, I'm not going to sound too braggy, which I guess this is too late. I just call us the best uh, development staff in the country. But I feel like we got a lot of tools at our disposal. And right now, because all the snow, uh, we're working mostly in the weight room on guys' movement and uh, body composition. We want guys to get faster and stronger and more explosive. So we're working on that individually with them right now. And uh, with a combination of, well, obviously I'm the looks of the operation, but we have Coach Mac, who's a strength coach too. We've got a lot of, lot of different minds collaborating there. So it's going to be a real productive winter, I think. All right, great stuff. Thank you so much, Coach Fazer. Really look forward to seeing all this come together in the near future. We want to thank you for joining us on Diamonds, Dugouts, and Days, the podcast. Our next episode is going to be out Thursday, December 3rd. We are so excited to have more so excited to have more exciting guests and once we know who they are you'll know who they are no we seriously we've got a great lineup we're going to give you over the next little while of people who are going to stop in people who we haven't talked to for a long time and people that you know from last year so it's going to be a great time in the next couple of months make sure you make sure you keep tuning in i want to thank you for listening today and like sounds through the hourglass these are the days of our lives i'm tony so long everybody